Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost as the kingdom of God. Righteousness, righteousness, peace, all and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost as the kingdom of God. Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Come on now, come on everybody. So glad I'm a part of the kingdom. So glad I'm a part of the kingdom. Come on now, come on everybody. Hallelujah. Are you happy to be in church this morning? If you are happy, then make some noise unto the Lord. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this blessed opportunity to be in your presence. Speak to us in a way that will understand. I pray for everybody here present that the ministration of your word will be to them life and understanding in the name of Jesus. Mighty Holy Spirit, open our eyes to behold wondrous things from your word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Wonderful. You may be seated. Great. Well, it's good to be with you and to speak God's word to you. Amen. Amen. And I'm not speaking for a long time, just for a while. And I want to believe that God will speak to us. Amen. Amen. I'm going to be preaching from this book, Why Non-Tithing Christians Become Poor and How Tithing Christians Can Become Rich. All right. This is the book I'm preaching from. Um, Last Sunday, we gave you copies. So if you have your copies, just wave it so I can see. Okay. All right. You have your copies? How come you have an old copy? Where where is your Macario 60 copy? Or you've used it as a decoration at home. You know, people try to trick you. Do you see? They try to, to, to play a game. Uh-huh. Because I know what you are supposed to have. Lipondo, you don't have one. You are wearing this, your, I don't know whether it's a boat or... Come again. Why didn't you bring it? I told you to bring it. All right. Now, this is just by way of announcement. We have come into the season which we call feeding 527, where we feed from a particular prescribed book. All right? So all of you have copies of this book. Bring it with you. Last Sunday, we gave you about 25 of them. So there should be a lot in this church. Hopefully, when are we getting our copies? Today. 
today. Okay. We are getting more quiz coming in. It's going to be for just 50 rands a copy. And in this season, we are all going to read together. And we're going to let the prophet, the pastor of the church, preach to all of us. Amen. Amen. Say amen. amen. Yeah, so bring your copy. If you don't have one, plan to get one. Tell your mother to get you one. Amen. amen. You yourself also get one. Okay, we are assuming that quite a number of people of you have the Macario 60. So you just take your copy. Some of you don't want to open your Macario's 60. I don't know why. Ah, you bought this thing 2019. It's still in the plastic bag. Why? Open it, okay. Open it. And let's use the books. Somebody say amen. amen. So I want to start from chapter number 4 page number 28 I suppose and I want to talk about 20 spiritual problems of people who do not pay tithe alright we are going to read that's why I need you to have a copy so that we can all read do you, do you, do you get it so that the pastor of the church can preach to us okay not his assistant do you understand? Yeah. All right. So we're going to read. So I, I need you to get one so that when we're reading, you are not lost. And when you get it, also bring it every Sunday for the next six weeks, four to six weeks. Bring it along with you. Amen. Everything I'm going to say is supposed to be from this book. So if you have it, then I don't have to say much. I'll just let you read a little. You read a little. We'll put it all together. Then that's the preaching. Amen. Wonderful. So, it says, chapter 4, I'm starting. Most people who do not pay tithes are in a poor spiritual state. So, the first bullet from the book is that when you see somebody who doesn't pay tithe, meaning color, it's not, then you are not dealing with, when you see such a person, you are dealing with a spiritual problem. You are not dealing with a financial problem. Many people are deceived to Luleka, right? Good. Many people are deceived to think that when somebody doesn't pay tithe, when they don't give, it's as a result of a financial problem. But today I've come to dispel that notion with you that when you meet somebody who doesn't pay tithe, it's not because they have a financial problem, it's because they have a spiritual problem. There's a spiritual decadence in their lives for which they do not it manifests itself in not giving because tithe when we talk about the tithe the tithe is 10% of what you already have so God is not asking for something you do not have if God was asking for 200 rands then those who don't have 200 rands are eliminated straight away so that will be a financial problem but God is asking for something that you already have. And he's not even asking for all of it, but he's asking for a portion of it. Amen. He's asking for a portion of it. So when somebody arises and says, I cannot give it or I do not give it, we are not dealing with financial problems here. We are dealing with a spiritual problem. So in this chapter, 
Bishop is going to take us through 20 spiritual problems that people who don't pay tithe have. And as we go through, you will find out that tithing is, tithing is not financial. Tithing has nothing to, it's not even about money. Do you get it? It's not about money. In the Garden of Eden, they were not dealing with money. They were dealing with what God had given them and he had asked that reserve one for me. Let's say in this church, there's a chair I sit on. It's reserved for me by reason of the fact that I am the current pastor of the church. When another pastor comes to take over from me, that chair will be reserved for that pastor. So it's like, it's it, 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 it even just recently these people harassed me for a long time. I said, oh, oh the, once I sit on the chair, it doesn't break. My only fear is that if I sit down, the chair will break. But once I'm sure that the chair will not break, then I can sit on it. And if a cross-up person sits on it, then it's, it's secured. It's solid. I mean, if, I, if, if it can carry a cross-up, it can carry everybody. That's the guarantee that the chair is solid. Joy. Do you get it? It's like 10 years. It's like Goma Goma. Do you know Goma Goma? Yeah, it's like Gomaga. There's no way I will fall down. So you just give me one of the chairs everybody has. Help you later. I said, give me. Hey, sit down. You want to try it? No, sit down here. It has been tried. So I said, give me any of the chairs that everybody has. The only thing is that make sure that one of my friends have sat on it, gotten up. It didn't break. It means I can sit on it. I'm safe. Because I'm afraid I'll fall down. So I was using all the, any chair they use, I use the same. Then they fought with me for a long time. Every day they ask, do you like this? I say, I don't. My answer is always the same, no. Anything they do, they don't send me a picture. Do you like this? I say, no. Do you like this? I say, no. It's like all my answers are no, 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 until I run out of no's. Because anytime I say no, I have to give a reason. And now I was tired of manufacturing reasons that don't exist. So I said, the back is too high. The side is too long. The, this ice giver, now, now, now I was tired. So I said, okay. Then they went to make this chair. These two guys, they went to make this chair. But other than that, everything is a chair. But the whole idea is that, okay, this one is reserved for you. It's the same thing in the Garden of Eden. God said, all the trees, you can have any of them. Only reserve this one for me. Unfortunately, it's the same one that man wanted to have. Do you see? So, from the very beginning, tithing has not been about money. It has been about what is reserved for God. What is reserved for God. So when you see somebody who doesn't want to give what is reserved for God to God, the person doesn't have a financial problem. The person has a spiritual problem. And these are the spiritual problems we want to go through the word of God to diagnose in these few weeks that the Lord will give to us. Put your hands together for the Lord. I continue. You will notice that each one of the 
reasons in this chapter is related to a spiritual, the spiritual well-being of a person. Notice that. Notice also how stopping to, to tithe is often the first sign of spiritual decline. Amen. So it says when you have somebody who's been tithing and the person now stops to tithe, it's actually the first sign of spiritual decline. So now I'm going through some difficulties. It's not true. Spiritually, the person has started to go on a certain road. That's the only explanation. The person has started going on a certain road. And over time, it manifests itself and becomes very clear that the person who has stopped tithing. So we are dealing with two groups of people. Those who don't tithe and those who have stopped tithing. I'm saying those who don't tithe is as a result of a poor spiritual state. And those who stop tithing is actually an indication. Like when you see a car moving and you see the indicator showing to the right. It's an indication that very soon the car that is coming, although it is going straight, is going to turn to the right. Or the intention of the driver is to go to the right. So when you see that they stop tithing, immediately know that they are on a spiritual decline. They've just begun a spiritual. May you not decline spiritually. Amen. So reason number one, why people do not pay tithe. Growing old is difficult. Oh, sure. Small thing that I have to read, I have to put this thing. Hey. People do not pay tithe because they are disloyal. John chapter 12, it's a scripture you all know. It says, then say, let's read from verse 1. John chapter 12 from verse number 1. John 12, 1. Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus, he had raised from the dead, was there. Good. Next verse. They made him a supper, and Martha served. And Lazarus was one of them that sat with him at the table. Verse 3. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet, anointed the feet of Jesus, wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Very beautiful. Everybody was happy. The place was smelling good. Everybody said, wow, what a shock. What a nice thing. Then next verse. Then said one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. In other words, who was disloyal or who was unfaithful or who was a betrayer? Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? This he said, not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bore what was put therein. Hallelujah. So the Bible tells us, which is a scripture in the book which we are going to read that. A lady came to give an offering to Jesus, came to honor Jesus. And when the lady honored Jesus, there was somebody in church that day who was very angry. This person's name was Judas Iscariot. He was angry that the person had given such an offering. And he made a clever argument that why, was, why, why, do, why don't we use the money to do something else instead of honoring Jesus with the money? 
It sounded like a very clever argument because he was talking about feeding the poor and taking care of the poor. But Jesus explained, the Bible explained to us why he said, the Bible said that this betrayer, this unfaithful person, this disloyal person, the reason why he had a problem, because let's think about this, Cyril. Why would you even have a problem? The money is not for you. It's not your ointment. It's the lady's own ointment, which she has come to honor Jesus with. That's number one. Number two, if she didn't honor Jesus with it, she wouldn't have given it to you either. So there's no way you will even benefit. But suddenly, you don't know where she takes you. It's not your money. You also did, you had a chance to do it. You did not do it. But suddenly, you have a problem with it. It doesn't cost you anything. You don't lose it. You know, sometimes they are sharing food. And then we are serving. And they are serving pieces. Then they give somebody two. Suddenly, you know that, hey, the way it's going... It can easily affect me. Do you see it? So that one, when you say, oh, but why are you giving him two? It's understandable. But this situation, the person giving or not giving, does it affect you negatively or positively? At one point or another. Yet he had a problem with it. And he complained about it. And he said, let's go and feed the poor as though he cared about the poor. But the Bible reveals to us that it is not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He was a thief. Because he was a thief. Because he had an evil spirit in him. When you see people complaining about tithing, there's always a certain demonic force at play. There's a certain sickness at play. Let's let's read on. the machine. One of the reasons why people do not pay tithe is because they are disloyal to God. To their church and to their pastor. Loyalty to a vision is revealed by the amount of money that you that people contribute to it. You see a person's commitment to something by the amount of money they put into it. That's where you see whether a person is committed to something or not. Uh-huh, now I can see you. That's when you see. No, I don't want to fall down when I'm walking because the ground looks far away. Yeah. Don't you see people's commitment? Where they put their money, whether they will put their money where their mouths are. One man told me, when you talk to people about it, if you want to know whether they are serious, put it in monetary terms. Once you bring money into it, you know who is serious and who is not serious. Uh, will you get a book? Yes, I will get a book. It's 50 rands. You will know those who are The 50 rands will separate those who are serious from those who are not serious. Because anything you are committed to, your money will go into it. You see people come to church without even an offering, without any offering to give, nothing to present to the Lord in the name that they don't have anything. And then you see the same people go to Vodacom, go to Vodacom to spend money to buy data, to watch pornography. Yes. You you see them, you see the amount of data on their phones, you know what they are committed to. You see when they go to McDonald's, how much they spend at McDonald's. Now, even Big Mac, is there Small Mac? So why is Big Mac Big Mac? It's just a Big Mac. Okay, I'm just asking. I don't know. I don't have shares in McDonald's. So I have to ask. 
Big Mac. You see them with their Big Mac as big as it can be. Yeah, with chips and then um, extra large Coke. Yeah, giant Coke. The Coke container is almost at the roof. And they will spend money there. 100 runs, 200 runs. But when they come to, they can't even give 10 runs as an offering. Yeah, they can't give it. They can't give it. So you know that, you know where their commitment is. Where is their, is their commitment to McDonald's? No, their commitment is to their stomach. Yeah. To, the, to themselves. And to their stomach and to their flesh. That's what they are committed to. Hallelujah. Amen. You see them changing clothes. They are committed to themselves, but not committed to God, not committed to the vision, not committed to the pastor God has given to them. Yeah, I continue to read. We want to have a good service. This is why political parties constantly assess the support they get from their campaign, for their campaigns. They want to know who gave what. They want to know. As we are going into this election, ANC wants to know who's supporting them. And they know by how much you give. Not by wearing the yellow t-shirt and shouting. Because you may be wearing the yellow t-shirt, but you are from Kaiser Chiefs. Yes. Yeah, you wear the yellow t-shirt, maybe you are from Kaiser Chiefs. So, or empty. Yeah, they can't tell. So they know by how much money you give to them. They know this one supports us. This one is backing us. That's it. That's how they know. The same way, that's how you know a person's commitment. That's how God knows your loyalty, your faithfulness, your commitment to his vision. By how much you give to support what he's doing. So politically, they find out who gave what. Who gave. When they come to power, they remember all the people who gave the money. And they also give them the tenders. Yeah. Give them the post, give them the tenders by who supports them. The same way God also knows who supports him by where you put your money. Because wherever you put your money, your heart will follow it. Yeah, wherever you put your money, your heart will follow it. You see people who say they don't have anything, then they say they found a beloved. You see how much they spend, how much time they spend, how much money they spend there. The same person suddenly has time. Has time to spend. Yeah, buy things, buy flowers, buy gifts, all kinds of gifts. Same person come to church, offering time, be looking for some coins, asking the neighbor, sourcing, outsourcing the offering from the next person. Yeah, yeah, I'm outsourcing the offering. Yeah. Amen. Look, say amen, okay, it's in the afternoon. <laughs> Mildred, say amen. You know I'll mention your name. Why do you pretend like you don't know? They want to know how much support they are getting from certain quarters. The amount of support they receive defines the loyalty of, different, of their different supporters. The amount of money donated to a party is seen as an indication of the support and the loyalty of the contributor. 
the tithe that people pay will also give you a good picture of how loyal they are to the vision of the church. Hallelujah. In Pastor, why did you say I'm disloyal? We are reading for ourselves. It shows where your heart is. I mean, me and me and human be like me. How do I say that you are disloyal? Me, I'm trying to find my level. So we are readers. I say, everybody get the book. So we all read from the book. Number two, I intend to give you three before you go for lunch. Number two. People do not pay tithe because they are rebellious. You see, I'm glad I'm reading from the book because if I had made my own points and I started to talk, I mean, you, you, you will be tempted, my wife will be tempted to say that I've targeted her and I'm trying to bomb her out. Do you see? But no, we are all reading from the book. You can have the book. Even what we can do next week is that you will read the book to me, then we go. So you choose the point that you like. Instead of going to point number, you can go to point number four. Then you give me point number four, then we flow from there. Then I say, what's the next point? Then you give me, then we flow from there. Yeah, that's all. Very easy for everybody. Because they are rebellious. What is rebellion? Stubbornness. Stubbornness. They are just stubborn. The Bible gives us an example of Saul. When God asked Saul to go to war and kill Agag and kill everything from there. Now, when Saul went, because of his rebellion, his stubbornness, he decided, I'll kill what I like and somehow I will not kill. So he saved the king and then he, he saved some of the things. So it came to pass in 1 Samuel 15, the verse 21, that the prophet came said, but the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, and the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice unto the, the Lord thy God in Gilgal. How many of you see that this sounds like a very clever idea that look, instead of destroying the things, let's go and sacrifice to God. I mean, Mildred, it's not like we are going to eat it all. We are going to sacrifice it to God. Is it not a good thing? That's how rebellious people are. They give you a public appearance of everything as well. But if you are to go deep into it, you will see the real state of the hearts. But the, but, next one, uh-huh. but Samuel, this is the prophet, experienced person. Has the Lord great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? He asked them a question. Do you think God will prefer that you come and make a sacrifice while disobeying him? Wouldn't God rather prefer that you obey him than you come and make a sacrifice? Behold, to obey is better than to sacrifice and to hearken, which is to listen, than the fat of rams. He said, God will prefer that you obey him than you come and make a sacrifice. Than you come and make a Now, let's, let's, let's connect it. Let's read. Preach, prophet. <laughs> a rebellious person will not pay tithes 
Tithe is one of the instructions that God has given. But a rebellious person, a stubborn person will not pay tithe. Like Saul, he will not obey the voice of the Lord. He may pretend to sacrifice other things for the Lord. So you will see, instead of paying tithe, he will do a lot of follow-up and visitation. So when you come, you see two people sitting there. She is doing a lot of follow-up and visitation. And the other person may not be doing so much of follow-up and visitation, but it's paying time. You as a simple thing, which is somebody who doesn't know much, who easily thinks, oh, this sister who really does follow-up, she's into anakazo. She's very powerful. God will look at you and say, no, you are a child. This one has chosen not to obey anything I'm saying. I've given clear instruction. The tithe of the land, which is 10% of what you have, belongs to me. Yet she has decided she won't obey it, but she's just throwing dust in your eyes by getting into Anakazo, Biazo, and Anadaya, doing follow-up and doing visitations. I don't know why follow-up and visitation is on my radar today like that. But singing or dancing. So you see them singing the loudest. You, you hear her voice. No, the person holding the mic, you can't hear the person's voice. You can't hear the person holding the mic. You can't hear the voice. But rebellious sister, you hear her voice. More rebellious brother. Because it's a cover-up. I read on. Hopefully without my glasses. Evangelist, we have a miracle. He may pretend to sacrifice other things for the Lord, but he rebels against the commandment of the Lord to give 10% of his income to God. Many rebellious people have an outward show of obedience, but in reality, they are very rebellious to God. Saul is the best example of a rebellious person who presented many sacrifices to the Lord. In spite of his sacrifices to the Lord, the prophet of the Lord saw through the facade and rebuked Saul for disobedience, his disobedience and rebellion. When you are dealing with stubborn people, this is it. They will do things, they will do other things. When you look at it, you'll be wondering, even you yourself, to even point out their disobedience, you'll become afraid. You'll become afraid because, not as in you are afraid of them, but it's like they are doing so many other things. So many other things that confuse you that, ah, this person is a very good person, you know. Very good because he goes to fetch all the people, bring them to church. He goes to call them in the morning. He prays for them. Flow prayer is the first person to join. As soon as we hear, he has already shared the link. He shared the link even before prophet comes on. You know, in my house, we don't set an alarm for flow prayer. It has a way of telling us that it has come. So when you are there, you hear, then you, because you are sleeping, you don't want to wake up. Then you hear it from another device. Now you'll be tired, then you wake up. So before it, it makes that Facebook sound, that we are live, you see they have already shared the link. But they don't want to pay their tithe. They will not pay their tithe. 
they will not obey God in the thing that God has asked them to do. You see them like that. So you can't even complain. When you are looking from the side, you, you, you have to be deeply spiritual and knowledgeable to know that this is a rebellious person. This is a stubborn person. This is somebody whose heart is far away from. When people don't pay tithe, their hearts are annoyed. When people are leaving the church, one of the first things they do is to stop paying their tithe. It means maybe they are going to leave in six months' time. They stop now. It's a build-up. That's why I say, when you stop paying your tithe, it's the beginning of a spiritual decline. Yeah. Withdraw their money first. Because as soon as the heart goes, it goes with their money. The heart is the first thing to go. But because the heart is next door neighbor with the money, they withdraw the money with it. Then with time, the body follows it. I was saying to the first service people that, look, let's say Asanda, you see, she owes me 200 rands. Asanda, she owes me 200 rands. Last Sunday after church, she said her grandmother, she had a nice story. She, I should give her 200. She will give it to me next Sunday. So I gave her the 200. Then, today, she's coming to church and she's walking with Lipondo. Your name is what? Melody, ne? Melody, yeah. Melody Lipondo. So she's walking with Melody Lipondo and she's carrying a bottle of Coke. You see the Coke we had last Sunday? Small Coke like that. Chilled. And as she's coming, Melody asks her, what are you doing with this Coke? And she'll tell Melody, oh, oh it's, for, it's for Bishop. I, I bought it for Bishop. Bishop. I say, oh, really? Why? Oh, you know. You see, one bishop preaches, usually his throat gets very dry. And I think that as a good Christian, I should help him. Yeah, then give him water when he's preaching. And then so I have intentionally brought a Coca-Cola. So that, because I know bishop really likes Coca-Cola. And honestly, bishop really likes Coca-Cola. So because I know that bishop likes Coca-Cola. <laughs> I brought him this my special Coca-Cola so that when he preaches, he'll drink it. Then his throat that has become dry, it will cool down. Then he'll be very happy. Or next week, he will not come to preach to us. So that's what I've decided to do. Lipondo will look at her and say, wow, Asanda really loves Bishop, you know. She's a very good church member. You, and you, you be you, you'll be feeling bad. Why didn't I think of it? Maybe, okay, the next week I have to buy biscuits to come and add because it's not only his throat that gets dry. I'm sure his stomach also gets dry. And Coca-Cola works very well with biscuits, but it works better with pizza. Okay, so please. <laughs> if the Lord is leading you, let him lead you very well. Okay, I know the Lord is leading somebody in this area. Please, let him lead you very well. Uh-huh. It works better with a box of pizza, preferably four in one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Romance, not debonairs. Uh, anyway, but you are the Christians. Let me preach to you. Yeah. Let me take off my. 
Let me preach to you. You are Christians and these are God's children. <laughs> so remember what I said. It works better with what? Romans, pizza, uh-huh, four in one to be specific. But I'm saying that immediately you will start to feel very bad. That why didn't I think about it? That to me too, I can bring even, even a bottle of water to Bishop so that he can drink. You will say, Asanda is a very good Christian. But really, the truth is that she's a very bad person. Instead of paying my 200 rands, she's throwing Coca-Cola into my face to confuse me so that I don't remember that she owes me 200 rands. That's actually what she's doing. The real thing she's doing is trying to confuse everybody. Do you get it? Trying to confuse everybody that she's a very... Because you don't know the backstory. You don't know the backstory. That's what Saul was doing. He tried to confuse everybody that we are making a sacrifice unto God. Meanwhile, they were walking in disobedience to God's commandment. That's what they were walking in. In disobedience. So they brought God a Coca-Cola. Meanwhile, God said, pay the 200 rands. Kill all the people. Kill everything. They said, oh, we have brought it for sacrifice. To deceive everybody. That's how stubborn people deceive people. So sometimes when you are moving with stubborn people, they do things and you begin to wonder, ah, no, but how, did, how can Bishop say that this girl or this guy is stubborn? It's not possible. Look at what it is. Come to organize all the sound. He has tuned all the sound. Volume, bass is at bass. Treble is at treble. Volume is at volume. All the keyboard is working and the speakers are working. The microphone, the camera is working. The computer, everything is working. How does Bishop say that? How can you? Even you, how would you, how would you even have such a wicked thought? But the reality is that exactly what they have been asked to do is what they are not doing. It's what they are not doing. Many of us are not doing what God has asked us to do, which is just pay your tithes. Just pay your tithe as a Christian. Just pay your tithe. Rather, stubbornness has taken over us. And we are doing other things. If I come to church, I sit in front, say I'm very powerful. If I come to church, I do the same. But no, pay your tithe. Pay your tithe. Don't stop sitting in front. Don't stop bringing the people to church. But pay your tithe. It's the main thing God is demanding of you. Pay your tithe. So he had to take the prophet. Even the people who were with Saul could not detect that Saul is leading them into disobedience and into a curse. They couldn't tell because what he was doing looked very good. They couldn't tell. They couldn't tell. It looked very good. So they couldn't tell. Usually, sometimes when you are with disloyal people, it's very hard to detect. Especially when they are you see, when they are fully disloyal, that's the best. Because as soon as you move one step, no, you know, then you escape. The dangerous one is the, the ones that are like a this, like a that. Do you know like a this, like a that? They are like this and like that. Yeah. That's the dangerous one because you can't really... Just when you're about to catch them and say, this is, then they'll do something good then. They bring Coca-Cola, then you are confused. And because you also like Coca-Cola like me, when you see Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola confuses you full time. Yeah, I mean, if you bring me Coca-Cola, even if I'm not thirsty, I'll drink. Yeah, 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 I'll drink. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as soon as they do that thing, oh, wow. Wow. Then you forget all the other signs that you had seen. Then you start going. Then they do one move, another move, then you realize, ah, this guy, is he with me in the same church or is he in another church? Are you sure by the things you are saying, are you sure you are a member of the church? But just when you are about to catch them completely, oh, but you know the way Bishop preached on, 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 on Sunday, my God. Oh, my God, my God, my God, my God. I've never heard anybody preach like that before then. You become confused. Hey. Okay. It's okay, another day. Then they'll give you the other signs. But you, it's, you see, that sometimes the thing has to be complete. I think in Genesis 15, 16, the Bible says, the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. The iniquity must be full before you can diagnose it. Just when you're about to diagnose, then they'll make another 10. You can't be sure. Yeah, that's how, that's how rebellious people are. Stubborn people are. Yeah. Next point, let's read the book. If you have the book, we'll read. No preaching, reading. Point number three, I told you, I promise you three, so number three. People do not pay tithe because they only obey sections of the word of God. This one, let me sit down to read. Second Corinthians chapter eight, I'm reading verse seven. Now in second Corinthians, Paul is talking to the people about giving, okay? And he says, therefore, verse seven. As ye abound in everything, in faith, and in utterance, and knowledge, and in all diligence, and in your love for us, see that ye abound in this grace also. He says, since you have been faithful in everything, in faith, utterance, the way you talk, knowledge, in diligence, even in the way you love us, also abound, do about in this gazette, do this thing also that I'm telling, which is about giving. The whole of Second Corinthians 8 is about giving. What does verse 6 say? 6. In so much that we desired Titus that as he had begun, so he would also finish in the same grace. The whole chapter is talking about giving. Yeah, about giving. He said, you too, you have done this, you have done, do this one also. People select what they obey. Let's read on next, next page, page 30 of the books provided. It says, many Christians obey, sec- I, this is why I wanted to sit down. Many Christians obey sections of the word of God. One day, I met a brother who had been married for a few years. He was distraught because his wife, who was seen as an ideal Christian in the church, was not obeying him. This is a common phenomenon. In his exasperation, he asked another brother who was getting married in a few weeks, are you going through six months marriage counseling which will not be obeyed? 
This brother was so unhappy because his wife was not fully compliant with the marriage counseling they had received for six whole months. I smiled myself and said within me, brother, welcome to Discovery Channel. You have just discovered for yourself that most people only obey sections of the word of God. When you deal with people, usually they obey just portions. Most people, that's how they are. They obey portions of the word of God. So they will obey when the Bible says, uh, 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 what? Yes, eat and be merry. Why not? Why not? They, they will even be asking, why was the whole Bible not filled with these type of scriptures and these verses? This verse must be, must be next to John 3.16. Yeah. So we can eat and be merry. They will obey this. Obey that. Because it looks well. I mean, when the Bible says, do not neglect assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, they will obey. Because as they have come, they've seen some nice girl in the church. They know that God is going to, they believe that God will move in that direction. So they keep coming. I have realized over time, when you see a sister so serious in the church, there's always a brother in question. No, over time. You see, the sister is zealous, doing dancing stars, film stars, choir stars, this star. Always look at them. There's a brother nearby. Just, just draw the axis and see. You will see it will connect to. It will connect. Oh, just give it time. You will see the connection. So happy coming to church. Until you say, take out an offering. Am I saying something in this direction? The way there's supposed there's, there feels like there's action here. I don't know why. Mildred, with experience, you will see suddenly they'll be coming for Friday night meetings. Even, look, they, even coming to church on Sunday was a struggle. Suddenly, they'll come Sunday, Tuesday, Friday. They'll even call you, Pastor, and say, Oh, is there no other church meeting? Is the church closed today? Why? Is there no meeting on Wednesday? They'll ask you. You'll be shocked. You will also think that, look, I've found a very serious. Yeah, they are serious. serious. It's just that there's a catch. <laughs> so obey everything until they say, take out an offering. Look, when I stand here and say, it's time for him to take out an offering, all the people stop looking at me. <laughs> oh, no, from experience. As I'm standing, I'm preaching, everybody's looking at me. I mean, if you are not looking at me, that means you are looking down to do something. But generally, at one point or the other, everybody will be looking at me. Until I say, let us take an offering. That's when people realize that something's under their shoe. They are trying to fix it. Something's here. Something's there. You'll be so shocked. Look, sometimes even some people have a blank you see, like you are working on your phone, then it freezes. Uh-huh, that's it. You can look at them for two minutes. They won't blink. Their eye will not blink like, no, no, no. It's like it's frozen. Ooh, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, true story. You, if you like, when it's time for an offering, I'll call you to come and stand by me and then we'll take the offering together. When you come, so what's happening here? It's now they are checking the chair. Something, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I had a brother, anytime it's time to take an offering, that's the time he goes out. So one day I call and say, brother, what are you going to do outside? That's what he will say, but he will, by the time he can, we have finished taking the offering. Meanwhile, that brother, nobody dances more than him. No, dancing. Like we're joining praise and worship. They are the people who come and seize control of the front. Then they will do the stuff. If they change the style, then everybody, if they are going, they, they decide, now it's here. Then everybody starts going that way. Yeah. They, I mean, they hold the whole church hostage. Then when they have a crowd in front, then they come and stand. That guy, I know him. Look, it's based on a true story. He, all the, the, he will be standing in our face, then he will be doing like, then they will all go, then he will do, hey! When you say, take out an offering, then he's going outside. Hey! If, if somebody should give an offering more, it's you. You have used more of the electricity, more of the sound, taking more of the music. He'll be good. Go outside. I was here for a wedding, I think a week or so ago. When I told them, let us take an offering for the bride and groom. They, they wanted to disappear into the ground. Yeah, I said, let's take an offering. So that we give it to the bride and groom, Mr. and Mrs. Google, too. We give it to them and say, This is a starter pack. We are giving. They almost disappeared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come and say, Oh, no, I'm telling you, I was here myself. I said, We, are, we let us take an off. Come and see them. I don't know whether they should enter the table, go under, go into a corner. I mean, it became. I've never seen so much tension at a wedding. It's almost like the groom doesn't show up or the bride doesn't show up. Tension! Yeah. But that's how we are. We select what we want to obey. Yeah. Pastor, may I do everything? No. You say what? You come for Basenta meeting? I'll come for Basenta. But ask for fornication. Hmm. Hey, Pastor. Anyway, let's leave that discussion to God. Yeah. Uh, Pastor, you see that thing you were talking about that um, we should come to church early. Ask for me, I'll come. I'm, I'm a good Christian, I'll come. But that thing about the offering that you said, I want to start with tithes. That one. That's how we are. That's how we are. But from today, may that spirit break over your life. That you will obey God and obey God completely. You obey God completely. You will not be found in rebellion to God's word and God's instruction. Bible says the tithe is the Lord's. Just give it to him. Just give it to him. Number four, since we have one minute left. The number fourth one is an interesting one. I can even read it to you. Then we close. The, se- the fourth f- spiritual problem. So the first spiritual problem is what? Disloyalty. Their hearts are not with you. The second spiritual problem is stubbornness. Rebellion. The third spiritual problem is what? Obedience in sections. Sectional obedience. Yeah. How many of these problems we have named so far is financial? None of them. All of them are spiritual Number four, greed. People do not pay tithe because they are greedy. 
they are greedy. Many people are also greedy. Greed is an excessive desire to acquire and possess more than you need, especially with regards to material wealth. Because people do not, because people want more and more, it does not make sense to them for them to give away a portion of what they have. It makes more sense to the greedy person to keep as much as he can. Greed is one of the terrible spiritual vices a person can have. Greed destroys life. Through greed, the church of God is deprived of the tithe. Greed takes away the blessing and opens the door for a curse. Now he tells a beautiful story which I would like to finish with. He says, the greedy man and the envious man. The story is told of a greedy man and an envious man who lived in the same town. One day, the king called both of them to his palace and told them he had decided to bless them. He said to them, I feel touched and I want to give you something special. Ask me whatever you want and I will do it for you with one condition. Whatever I do for one, I will do twice as much for the other. So the king asked them to think about it. The greedy man and the envious man immediately began to argue among themselves as to who should make his request first. The greedy man did not want to ask first because he wanted to because he wanted to have more than the envious man. The envious man did not want to ask first either because he would be jealous if the greedy man had more than he did. The two of them argued till the greedy man prevailed upon the envious man to make his request first. The greedy man was, was happy because he knew he would get twice as much as the envious man. So the king readied himself for the request, knowing he would have to do twice for the greedy man. The whole court stood still as the envious man made his request. He said, I want you to plug out one of my eyes. I want you to do what? Plug out one of my eyes. <laughs> I like that you are laughing. It's a wild thing. The greedy man dropped his jaw in unbelief. Everyone was aghast because they knew what it meant. If the greedy man had one of his eyes pulled out, if the envious man had one of his eyes pulled out, the greedy man will have both of his eyes plucked out. What a sad and painful end to what would have been prosperity and blessing for both the greedy man and the envious man. Instead of becoming rich, they became blind. Such is the case of greed. It robs us of blessings and leads into curses. What a sad end to a beautiful story. 
when you are filled with greed, you find it difficult. It doesn't make sense to you to give. You want to have more. So why would you even give some of what you have? You relate to people, you see they are totally greedy. They, they never will give you anything. Never. I mean, if you, are, you have a friend who has never given you anything before, it's a dangerous friend. Never. That we are together. We say we are friends. You have never bought Amakunya and say, oh, take a bite. Hey! Only Amakunya, that was my friend, take a bite. One quinya, if you don't need two quinyas, just one quinya, but take one bite so I can have the rest. Never. Be careful. Sisters, be careful of a brother who you are in a relationship, never give you anything. It's a sign of what is coming. It's a sign of what is coming. You will be surprised. You will be shocked. Greed is I want to have everything. I've, I want to have what doesn't belong to me. I, any, once it exists, I want to have it. It's out of greed that Adam and Eve went to eat the food that God said you should eat. Because God said, I've given you everything. Only leave this one for me. Only one blow that is for me. Leave it. That's what they wanted to have. That's what they wanted to take what didn't belong to them. When people don't pay tithe, they are suffering from a spiritual sickness which is called greed. 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 May the Lord heal you of every greedy spirit that is in operation here. May He heal all of us of it. That greed will be taken away. We, you see, the opposite of being greedy is being generous. That is somebody who freely gives. It's like, why well, let's share. I don't have much. I can't give more than I have. I can't give you what I don't have. But what I have, I can share with you. What I have, I can share with you. If I don't have that, I don't have. But what if what you are looking for is what I have, I can give you. May God make you that type of person from today in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. Let's bring the session. Lift your hands and just pray for yourself and say, Lord, help me. We have identified four spiritual problems. Deliver me from them. Deliver me from a poor spiritual state or a spiritual decline. Deliver me. Deliver me from rebelliousness. Deliver me from disloyalty. Not being committed to you. Not, my heart not being with what I'm part of. Deliver me from it. Deliver me from greed. Deliver me from selective obedience. Deliver me from selective obedience in the name of Jesus. Pray for yourself right now. Just speak to God and say, Lord, help me and deliver me from this. Deliver me from all these spiritual states, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Disloyalty, rebellion, stubbornness, selective obedience and greed. Deliver me from these spiritual problems, Lord, in the name of Jesus. 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 Deliver. Make me a tithe payer. Make me somebody who honors you with my tithe and with my offering, Lord. In the name of Jesus. 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 My God.
Le matosi makalaba brando lobo zebando kaibala deliver us Lord deliver us help us help us Lord as a church as Christians as your children help us oh God help us oh God help us oh God help us oh God in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus lift your hands let me pray with you Father behold every hand that is lifted up this morning help us we want to be obedient children of yours we want to be committed children of yours Lord help us deliver us from greed deliver us from selective obedience deliver us from rebelliousness deliver us from disloyalty in the name of Jesus help us to honor you faithfully with with the tithe what belongs to you help us to give it to you we give you glory we give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You are delivered from greed. Amen. I say you are delivered from greed. Amen. Yeah. You are delivered from rebelliousness, stubbornness. Anything that makes you stubborn, you are delivered. That power is broken today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. I was going to tell you a story, but the time really is gone. So next week, just remind me, I'll tell you. It's not like it's past time, but it's gone. If I tell you, we'll go into a longer time. But I want to pray with you. We are here. Maybe somebody invited you to church, or you came by yourself, or you've been coming for some time. But you know in your heart that if you die today, you will not go to heaven. You want to make sure that you go to heaven when you die. I want to give you an opportunity. I want to help you to pray, to ask Jesus to come into your heart to be the Lord of your life. If you are here like that, every eye closed, every head bowed, I want to pray with you. Every eye closed, every head bowed, I want to pray with you. Lift up your right hand, I'll pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Lift up your right hand, I'll pray with you. Lift up your right hand, I'll pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. If your hand is uplifted high above your head, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. If you lifted your hand, come to me, I'll pray with you. Come to me, I'll pray with you. Lift it up your hand, come to me. Come to me, I'll pray with you. please say dear Lord Jesus I accept that I'm a sinner please forgive me of all my sins I believe that you died for me and you rose again I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life thank you Jesus for dying to save me amen father thank you for these ones wash them with your blood fill them with your spirit receive them as your children from today help them to serve you in Jesus mighty name Amen Father I pray for supernatural healing for your son in the name of Jesus Amen Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, 
Contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.